0: Tomorrow night, I'm going to Santa Barbara because oh. my girlfriend got tickets to see Rainbow Kitty Surprise. Uh, it may be kitten, Rainbow Kitten Surprise.
2: Is that what you take the girls to? Is that like no, unicorns it's and like
0: rainbows? No, an it's like an indie band, like local natives is is what I would kind of... I've never like. heard
3: those words put together, ever.
0: Nope. <laughs> You're like, is that a watch of some sort, a backpack? Yeah, so anyway, taking one for the team. So I wonder. See, because I'm a pretty selfish, uh, self-centered guy, so I usually do not like. Usually, she'll be like, "Hey, I got tickets to." Uh... At
2: least you know.
0: Yeah, we well, not she's good like, "No." Yeah, yeah, and I'm. She's like, "Lumineers are at the Hollywood Bowl," and I'm like, "Look, I'll go with you, <clears throat> but I am going hey! to make fun of." I'm like, "I'm gonna make fun of the band the entire time." She's like, "Fine, I'll take my sister." So let's just say this: you may you may regret taking me, but this one, I'm like, "All right, I'll, I'll go." Now, have you guys? done that with a partner where they're like, hey, I want to go see this band. You're coming with me. And you're like, I don't want to go. But no, because I mean, I...
3: music is such a big part of any of my partners. I've never had someone drag me to a show, I don't think.
0: Okay, so you've never compromised. They just know. <laughs> they don't even ask. They're just like, I'm taking my friend to that one. Neil doesn't like this band. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Jen?
2: I mean, I, no, not with, I mean, I, John didn't necessarily drag me to that monkey show that I went to, <laughs> but he paid for it, you know? Like, I'm not going to pay for a ticket to go to yeah, that show. Yeah, And it was fine or whatever, but I, when I had roommates, when you know Emily Duncan. I was roommates uh-huh. with Emily Duncan, and she wanted to go to every show, so I did get dragged to a lot of stuff.
0: Okay, um, so, so by a roommate, and you were just like, whatever.
2: Yeah, so I saw a lot of Jenny Lewis, which I don't, Care I like Jenny for Lewis. For... I like
0: Rilo Kylie. Jenny Lewis, it's, it's a good. It's good stuff.
2: Get a real job, da da da, 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 da <laughs> with the sunlight on your face. I can't stand it. I actually that's really a, hate it.
0: That's a pretty good impersonation uh, of Jenny Lewis. Actually. Oh, good. Maybe I can. <laughs> that's my new
2: thing on TikTok is Jenny Lewis impersonation.
0: Just put a red wig on. And um...
2: does he love you? <laughs> <laughs> She just, she's always washing her face, no matter what. Um, so stupid. Neil, do you do? You, have you heard much, Jenny Lewis? You look like you want to kill yourself right now. <laughs> I no, I can't. I
0: can't recall any songs. <laughs> Um, We've been over this. Well, you know, she, she she was in a band originally called Rilo Kylie, that, where the guitar player, well, I guess, was her boyfriend at the time, and he was uh, the guy who had Salami and Salute Your Shorts. Well, it was Penske. Penske Salami. It was the guy who played Pensky. Huh. Wait, what? The guy from hold Salute on. Your Shorts? Hold on. I certainly remember Camp Rilo Kylie. We hold you in our hearts. We hold
2: you in our hearts. Have we already sang this on the podcast? I think we have two weeks nope, ago. This is
0: the first. I'm thinking that you may not have watched Salute Shorts. Is it is that no, correct? that's you are correct.
2: Neil, <laughs> Neil, are you older than us? Is that a little what bit? It is? Or I was born in '78. It
0: child of the '70s. Oh, I'm 43. Yeah. Nick,
2: Nickelodeon separates '30s and '40s. I think. I don't
3: know. I right was now. I was a kid of Nickelodeon. I was in on the the ground floor there definitely love me some mm. nickelodeon double dare like you can't do yeah. that on television exactly double
2: dare. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a weird yeah. ass yeah. show it really was i wish there was a channel that would play that all the time i would watch the fuck out of it
0: i tried to i tried to get uh my girlfriend's kids to watch ren and stimpy with me and they were like no, josh i can't
2: believe she let you do that,
0: stimpy. I love that, that cartoon. <laughs> they were like this is too weird and i'm kind of afraid it's, it's of it.
3: more weird than spongebob <laughs>
0: I guess well, so. Have, oh, like, yes, like gross, like, bugger stuff and farts it, that talk to you and, like, yes. eyes that bug out all the time. I know, but it, have you ever watched SpongeBob?
3: It literally mm-hmm. changes plots or, like, the whole thing every five minutes. It's just like, ah, bah, and Ooh. then this. Just for the, like, the kids now, can't I, hold I the say... attention. So it's just always something different at all times. Interesting. I would agree well,
2: with you on that, that the plot is always changing and it's crazy. And it's somewhat based in anger the same way that Ren and
0: Stimpy is. I mean, th- they had a side character <laughs> named, uh, uh, like it was his, name, his name was Cinnamon Toast Man, and he was just like two slices of cinnamon toast. And he, he <laughs> flew by fart, but he had a human ass and legs, so he, he would did. bend down and fart and fly. Through the air, it just made no and sense. And his
2: butt wasn't his butt hairy, or am I? No, no, that? no. His
0: butt was super like
2: <laughs> round.
0: No, no, no. Like uh, super like ripped. He had like a ripped ass. It was just like, his ass remember, and legs were just ripped.
2: Um, I remember the ripped legs and all that. I totally yeah. see that. But do you remember the weird commercials on Ren and Stimpy? Like it's mm-hmm. log, log. It's, log. it's big. Oh. It's heavy. It's, it's wood. Heavy, it's big. It's log.
0: And but it's then they also that was like old, Blammo.
2: Blammo. But
0: they also had there was an old man who wore a robe and he had he wore uh, rubber nipples on his knees.
1: Yes, uh,
0: which was also just what? very strange. Why? They never really showed the guy's face, they just showed his knees.
2: I just figured yeah, out everyone's creative. Halloween costume.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Rubber Stevie. nipples on your knees. <laughs> Speaking of uh years gone by, it is graduation season and uh, it got me thinking about my, i don't know did you guys have class songs like when you graduated your class had like a song yeah they like walked out to yeah do you, do you remember what it was i
3: mean i, I don't know if it, they played it at graduation but we could pick one that we played over the loudspeakers at the high school you know what i mean the senior yes, class yes, yes. Um, that's
0: what i'm ta- that's what i'm talking yes. about yes well
3: we chose um for the benefit of Mr. Kite because our principal is named Mr. Kite <laughs> <laughs>
0: So edgy. Really. Yeah, man, we were fucking right there. <laughs> that is not, would have, that wouldn't have been top like 500 guesses, not even top 1,000 guesses. Jennifer, did you have a class song?
2: I'm trying to think of what it was, but I, uh, I did sing at our baccalaureate, which is very embarrassing.
0: What'd you sing?
2: Um, I Will Remember You by Ooh. Amy Grant
0: nice you got a bootleg of that shit <laughs> probably were there, were there sick puppies at, like sitting in front I of was you like, <laughs> in front of the okay, mic
2: that's sarah mclaughlin
0: yeah, uh, yeah my bad easy buddy
2: <laughs> but if there had been puppies i would have adopted them all
0: aren't they the same song <laughs> <laughs> Oh, in the arms of an angel. Yes, you're right, you're right. I convinced my class to use this Driving and Crying song called Telling Stories. (laughs) It's not a good song. Really? You were in the
3: the, the Driving and Crying lobby?
0: Yeah, I was like, we should do this Driving and Crying song. Guys, trust me.
3: Uh, (laughs) It's awesome.
0: It'll stand the test of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's from their later albums. (laughs) I think Um, we
2: definitely, we definitely, the song... As we go on, we remember that song. What mm-hmm. is that song?
0: I yes, it sounds familiar, but
2: da, 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 da.
0: It almost sounds like the
3: graduation song. It's <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, bam, what? Bam, 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 bam. it's probably called the bam, bam, bam. Song. like you're walking down the
2: <laughs> it's someone okay. in Arkansas is like, "I don't want to put much thought into this, it's, so it's I'm gonna a type similar in Graduation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so close, Neil. The actual title of this song is "Graduation: Friends Forever" by Vitamin C. So, let me ask you a question: If you could have a redo, like a graduate looking back now from whatever, what, what what do you think you would pick? Well, give me give me one song, Neil.
3: Well, there's there's a million you can choose. I'll I'll stick with one. So I'll one. stick with one from the year. It was definitely heavy rotation in 1996. A little
0: one headlight, the Wallflowers. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that actually could work. Okay, Jennifer, what what do you think? What what do you got?
1: I
2: think. I mean, Neil's song is so good. I don't know how I follow that, but <laughs> I I was. You know how baseball players have intro music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I always think that my intro music and also now my graduation music <laughs> would be duh I'm an alligator. Ooh. Fucking <laughs> like great. I actually, I'm moon age daydreaming and, and also maybe I'm wearing like a cool silver outfit. I
0: yeah. don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, driving a crying telling stories no 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> what is that
0: this <laughs> song you never heard and never will i you know a class before me did wide world by cat stevens mm-hmm. which is a very oh, I good. Like that. which is a great a, a great one but i'll go um, everybody wants to rule the world okay it's okay. a good one i think that i think that works yeah. or if it's something in maybe like the a, last 20 years maybe, a maybe like a empire of the sun walking on a dream
3: uh, not, not might as well be walking on the sun. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Actually, that yeah, not yeah, Seal crazy. So much like it. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's great. It's, it's it, it, that's that's his weird like electronic one, right? It's the one that's just awesome. <laughs> it's the Seal song that's good. Yeah, it's the good uh, one. <laughs> so Jennifer. Uh, we always, I, this is your last go round with us for this time. Uh, you know, You're hopefully like, Thank we'll have you God. back in the future. But we always like to ask our guests if they play an, a music instrument themselves. And if so, what?
2: Yes. I play the ukulele. Fun. Um, well, I, I took piano lessons when I was a kid, and it was something that was, uh, for me, annoying and forced. And so I never liked mm, it. It's a shame. So I I know. But no, as an adult, I just looked up somebody that taught ukulele lessons and I bought an instrument. And so I started taking lessons with this guy in Atwater Village named Jason Myers, who's awesome. And he's been playing Shout for years. Shout out Jason Myers. Jason Myers in Atwater Village. He also teaches guitar. Um, To every teenager trying to be cool to get girls, which is hilarious. I love to see his students. Actually, this, this friend of a friend who showed up to a party and he played ukulele in a circus, in a touring circus, was like doing all sorts of crazy things. And he like taught me three chords on it. And so I from there was like, oh, this seems like something that could be fun. And so... I just started playing with Jason, and then now I play with the Atwater Village Ukulele Club. Wow! And we, I know. We played at the tree lighting ceremony in Atwater Village. Uh, Do
0: they call that AVUCK?
2: <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't. The AVUC. No, we should be called that. It is. You
0: should be like, we are a VUC. We,
2: <laughs> we don't give a fuck.
3: We don't give a fuck. Gen- that's it. Jennifer, um uh-huh. did you know that mandolin is the same as ukulele? So if you ever run into a mandolin, you can apply your skills.
2: I actually didn't know that they were exactly the same. Are they the, are they the same?
3: I'm pretty sure. Four, I, I I would say I'm seventy five percent sure.
0: Yeah, they are four strings.
3: It's four strings. Oh, cool. Well, mandolin is eight, but they're doubled up. They're coupled. So it's like oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. four strings, oh. but
0: that sounds um,
2: corn fusing, neil but it sounds fun i, I love the help. way a I mandolin i love the way a mandolin sounds
0: jen um, give us a song or two that you like to play what is your favorite song to play on the ukulele
2: well i play harvest moon a lot if i just sit down good one yes and um keep talking i, I know <laughs>
0: Speaking our <laughs> language, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, man.
2: In club, we play uh, the song that we're talking about today.
0: Ooh. Very um, nice.
2: And then I actually play a lot of country. In our ukulele recital, I played Redneck Woman, and Earl had to die, so I play a little Dixie Chicks with a band backing me. It's um, very excuse fun. Excuse me,
0: Jen. It is the Chicks. Yeah. The Chicks. Okay,
2: okay. Listen, listen. I'm never gonna call them the Chicks.
0: <laughs> that was a lazy rebrand. Well, on that note, you were listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you, and speaking of the song that we are discussing this week that the I don't give a buck ukulele club plays <laughs> is The Zombies. This will be our year from their nineteen sixty eight album odyssey and oracle written by chris white and produced by the zombies and released on cbs records and date
1: i just love this song i think it's i
2: think it's perfect to me it is perfect and i just (laughs) have so many things um I think Colin, is it Colin Blundstone? How do you say yeah. that?
0: Uh, I think Blund, uh, Blund, Blund...
2: Blundstone? Colin Blundstone? I think he yeah, has let's, a... Yeah, let's
0: go Blundstone. Or Blundstone. I, just, Blundstone. I
2: just love this song. It's simple, but but beautiful. And I love the lyrics. And, and you
0: can play it on the uke.
2: And also I can play it. Mm, <laughs> somewhat play it. So, um, Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I don't know when I first became aware of this song. I don't think it was like an oldie staple on the oldie station in, in Mississippi, ninety four seven, arrow ninety four. Shout out. But I do, I do remember their best song, "Time of the Season," played mm-hmm. a lot. It, this song is very similar to the Procol Harum song that we discussed, Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. In that it's just like pure and simple nostalgia
1: mm-hmm. when
0: you when you hear it. You know, I mean, even though it's kind of talking about the present and, and moving forward. It's, it's definitely Summer of Love setting. There's an innocence in the vocal and the lyric and, and even the production, and it seems like someone is, is tooling around in the garage. It's, it's so lo-fi, which is which is inter- an interesting choice. The melody is super sweet, though, and, and just in total, this is just a sweet little song. I mean, it's, it's also a positive song, mm-hmm. which, let's not look back, you know, whatever's happened to happen. And that's, you know, it's always a positive, it's always a plus to pull off the happy song or maybe if not happy, the like sunny outlook song, which, which this does.
3: I mean, I agree. I mean, I think this is how you do it. I mean, I think it's a brilliant, well-written song and melody. I was going to choose it very soon if you hadn't, Jennifer. Jennifer. I don't know. I mean, I give this song a 10 out of 10, really. To what you were saying, Josh, Uh. I don't remember hearing it a lot uh, in my youth. It's kind of one of those songs that almost seems like it's still one of those hidden gems. Like, when people hear it, they're like, what is that again? Because that's fucking great. And it's just very sweet, gentle. It's such a positive way to look at the world. And I think in life, I mean, you should aim to, like, make this song relevant every year. You know what I mean? That's kind of what... I mean, I, he's definitely talking about something specific, but that's just how I look at it. Like, I this always puts a smile on my face.
0: So, are you saying um, that this song could be a life coach? This could be your life fuck coach. Yeah, that's
3: exactly what I'm saying. This
2: could be your life coach. <laughs> um,
3: and I think, I think the melody and lyrics are pretty timeless, but the, the the sound in the recording is definitely chock full of like '60s nostalgia.
0: I don't love this song as much as the two of you do. I, I, I'll I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. It's own the gauntlet is thrown bring down, it, bro. Josh. But, but but let's let's focus on what what I think is the best part of the song is the melody. The melody is fantastic. It's the pinnacle of the song in my mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the highlight is kind of that. I don't know if you would call that the bridge. You know, when I was looking online, they call it the chorus. The uh, the part that goes. I won't forget. Da 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 Basically just a pre-chorus, outstanding. Well, so the chorus is what? Just the two lines? Well, it's
3: more of a, um, it's more of an A B C song. There's not like a okay. bridge. It's just there's three different sections, and they just cycle through them. Mm-hmm.
0: But I think I think that's the best part of the song is that little section mm-hmm. right there, the melody within that section.
3: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the most unique. It breaks out of the mold of the rest of the song. Yeah, and the melody's amazing. I would say my favorite part specifically is the. The go on, go on. It's like kind of the way it's produced. It's like there's a couple harmonies and it kind of, it really grabs you. And then I also love, um, I love just the end of the song where they kind of, they break it a little bit. Took a long time to ta-ta-ta-come. Yeah, that, that's nice. Yeah.
0: Um, the production almost like covers up him, one of the words he's saying though.
3: Yeah, you can barely hear him say come. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, what, what, know. what's your favorite part of the melody?
2: I, I think he goes so high in his voice. I just love his range, and so
0: okay. So you're you're you only like the vocal?
2: Just begun. Yeah, I like how he goes really high.
0: Actually, because like the vocal is solid. I don't, but it, it it grew on me a lot. Well, I I love the way these guys sing. Yeah, just, yeah. Period. But, but because they do have. They're the tone of their of his voice, especially. It it adds to the positivity of the song because there's no. I don't say this in a bad way. You know, we talked about Spoon last week, and like you can't take the grit out of Brit. There's really no grit or edge to any of these guys' vocals, which mm-hmm. is fine with the kind of music that they're they're putting out, and it works really well. It's it's so clean. You can mm-hmm. tell there's some like pain there, mm-hmm. but it's it's the the tone is overcoming pain rather than just wallowing in pain Mm. you know yeah and and so it's like it's like a hopeful there's like hope in his voice basically which is nice i
2: think any pain comes through the piano playing like it sounds (laughs) like he's really he's
0: slamming
2: slamming he's really slamming into it
3: but it's weird though because it's a he's slamming a very happy melody so it's kind of it's kind of the dichotomy is so
2: much to it and I, I said, um, I think his voice sounds like a castrated choir boy. And I was like, well, it, that's, it's That's so, one way to say no so edge. Beautiful. <laughs> it's like beautiful. It's beautiful like a castrated choir boy. And John goes, I would have called it ethereal. I don't know. You want
3: to workshop that? <laughs> Let's workshop
2: that.
1: And I won't forget the way you helped me up when I was done. And I won't forget the way you said, darling, I love you. You gave me faith you-
3: I, I agree with what you were saying, Josh, just about how um, how the vocal is done. But I do like how it's very casual. It, it's not oh, yeah. showing
0: off. It, it sounds like he's just singing this to his lover. It, it's such an, There's such an innocence to the song. It almost seems like this is a kid who's like 20, went through a breakup, and is now getting back together with his first love. And then he's like in his garage just writing this on, on piano. You know what I mean? And, and even the way it's produced kind of has that, that effect to it. And and his voice is very youthful mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like an a, a someone past twenty five yeah. singing.
2: Do we know any relevance to the fact that this album was released after they broke up? The band broke
0: up.
3: No, I don't think it's relevant. But I th- I found it very crazy that this positive of song was written as they were like melting down as a band.
0: Well, I mean, it was probably written before then. I think the recording process is what. Kind of, it sounded like they just weren't really happy with the way the recording process went down, and the, I mean, the the craziest thing about that is like, if this one guy, I think was his name, Al Cooper, didn't hear the the LP, it never would have been put out again. It just would have well, kind of yeah. faded into obscurity. And I read
3: that um, they had a, their biggest fight over how to sing "Time of the Season."
1: Oh yeah, really? I'm, I'm
3: glad whoever wanted it that way got it their way, because I think the guy finally came and was like, oh, "Okay, I'll sing it real cool like you want."
0: well one thing i did read about the production of this is that they had all these on mono recorded and mono and then when they were going to re you know release the time of the season as a single and this is the b-side uh they needed stereo cuts but they had overdubbed horns on this uh, mono to the mono track and so they had to like split up they had to re-channel it so I think that has a lot, because if you listen to this album, this song particular sounds different than every other song, yeah. production-wise. And
3: I, I read that as well. They had to do it with their own money, too, because like, this song apparently had, or this album had <laughs> such a low budget. They're like, oh, it's not in stereo. We're out of money. Oh, well.
0: Yeah. Well, real, real quick before we move on from kind of the songwriting and stuff, I, I, the lyric is fine. I don't think it's, I think, Neil, which one of you said that the lyric is like a 10 out of a 10? I, I, I don't.
3: Not, I don't, I don't, I think just the message. I don't think the specific words, but just the whole package. I, I'm not going to pick apart. It's almost like the sum is greater than its parts. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. Because it's a sweet, it gets the message across very succinctly mm-hmm. and like it's very simply. But yeah, there's no like standout line at all.
2: It does feel very much like the best song that was ever written at music school. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bandcamp. <but> <laughs> But yes, but I mean, it works, and boy, do I love it. Um, <laughs>
1: well, yeah,
2: and it might, it might be nostalgia. I mean, my dad, I know all of this music because of my dad, because he always had it on this sort of stuff in the car.
0: Well, they, they do, uh, you know, time of the season, and they had the album before, which is uh, they had a version of Summertime that was pretty good, and then uh, their uh,
3: it was their '64 hit. She's not there, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She's not there, yeah, yeah and so and then they created a band called argent two of them mm. didn't <laughs> Not a fan meal <laughs> well, I, I mean it doesn't sound like a success obviously it wasn't uh no argent has a couple songs yeah? that you've heard for sure okay um and I, i'd have I'll to retract. look those up but the, but but they do but they it does look if, as a lyric it does do what needs to be it has a uni- universal feeling of well just got through something now this, this is going to be better. And I think it's just you know? honest.
3: That's why they're good because he's not trying to impress anyone with his grand poetry. He's just saying, you know, when I was down, you lifted he me up. He should be trying to impress somebody.
0: That <laughs> somebody should be me.
1: <laughs> so it's,
0: as Jennifer mentioned earlier, um, The zombies are made up of, or the original zombies were made up of uh, Colin Bloomstone, or Blunstone, TBD, lead vocals and percussion, Rod Argent on keyboards, Paul Atkinson on guitar, and Chris White, who wrote the song, on bass and backing vocals on this song. So for me, the music is just the keys. Everything else is somewhat irrelevant in, in my. Take. keys and drums
3: the drums are nice in this um and then the bass and guitar Guitar's just chunking along almost as a percussive instrument not really even chords just very like tight hits on um some of the notes um but i think the biggest thing to call out about the music is the key change in the middle that really brings it up just the, yes. the warmth of Ismail. smile it's su- such a cool part of this
0: oh, and the chord progression in general is very strange because they do something where he goes to a sharp five and then a seventh five in that one line, in the third line of each verse. I don't know if I've ever seen a song just pull, go to a sharp five.
3: Yeah, I haven't tooled around with it much, but that sounds
0: weird.
2: <laughs> oh, it's the the key change is where the entire ukulele club seems to give up. Oh really? And like, and like five of us are like, we practiced,
3: well,
2: <laughs> and everyone else is like, where do we go? We don't. They know. don't give a buck. Especially the ones that drink too much wine at that point. If we, if we, or hit the tiki bar.
0: Yeah. Well, it only it only goes up half a step. But here's how here's how strange this this chord progression is. Neil, I don't think we've done a song like this. It goes one six one seventh four, then sharp five five seventh four back to one and the chorus is <laughs> the major two the minor four one the major two the minor four four and then back to the verse it's very there's some weird like like the minor the minor four mm-hmm. the, the major two there's a lot of stuff you don't really see find in a lot of songs and a lot of melody And maybe that's why the melody is so good because they're really yeah like, well exploring and
3: unfortunately i can't calculate the intervals in my head you'd have to be like c g d flat <laughs> um, to me you're just one and six and flat seven five
2: It's everything they told you to do in that song <laughs> hallelujah yeah <laughs> um,
1: yeah yeah probably one of your smile
0: you know, so to sum up, uh Jennifer, your favorite part of the song?
2: I always like when he hits any any high note. I don't know. Go yeah. on.
0: So kind of that little
2: on, now it's there.
1: Go on, there. That's the best part. That's the correct begun. answer. That is the correct
3: answer. Yes.
1: And this <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And and
0: and especially the little, the last yeah, the last time he does that. Such a good time.
2: It's such a clear (laughs) note.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Although, when I heard this song, I never. The one weird thing they do with the melody is, This will be our year. Took a long time to come. I always just used to think, just assumed he said become. Hmm. Even though it doesn't make sense because there is like a a note there that he just doesn't sing on, but he kind of combines yeah. the two yeah. uh really well but i always thought he said begun or become oh if I, we're I gonna did.
2: talk about confusion about what they say for yeah, years have. because i heard this when i was a kid uh-huh. for years i thought they were saying diane i love you you gave me strength to go on, Diane."
3: Like, <laughs> i thought,
0: diane, I I thought we were
2: <laughs> singing about a woman named diane
0: I don't and blame then you. Could have been so
2: excited because it sounds like because mm-hmm. they're British, I guess. And well, Diane, and it's so quick so like, too. Diane, Darling, I love you. Diane,
3: Diane, I love you. Give me faith
0: too. Go Diane, I love you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They don't sing that, but in my version, I'm going to sing it to Diane.
0: Darling, I love you. Okay, Diane. Well, another thing that they do—just a couple of fun facts. This was recorded at Abbey Road. Yeah, it is a
2: And
0: This is a take four. Um, and then they had a horn overdub, which I can't even really hear the horn. I couldn't either. I couldn't either. I, I think it's just kind of with the drums. I definitely
2: didn't hear that part.
0: And the, uh, like you said earlier, the band dissolved because this album didn't sell and they didn't have fun making it. Um, and then Al, Al Cooper in the U.S. liked Time of Season and released it and then became a hit. And now it's on Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time. Now, the other thing is it's called Odyssey and Oracle. And they misspelled their friend who did the, uh, album the art. art m- yeah. Misspelled Odyssey. Ah, poor,
3: poor fucker. <laughs> um, as a graphic I, artist, I can relate. That's awful. Um, I and it happens he, a lot cause you're, you're focused on how it looks, not how it spells. And I read that he tried to fix it and they're like, no, just say you did it on purpose. And that's, that's the correct answer. Go ahead. And just, yeah.
2: but I just love when, um, because cause to me, British people sound so smart, the way they talk. Mm-hmm. And and I love, I love when they're actually stupid and spell things wrong. I'm like, what? You're not allowed to <laughs> be... Like British from, people
0: are stupid as well? You're not
2: allowed <laughs> to be from over there and be stupid. That's reserved for I my mean, state of Arkansas exclusively.
0: I think it's time we vibe. Jennifer, you get one more shot at bringing the vibe in this week. So cue the music, in three, two, one.
2: What? <laughs> Wait. Oh, what am I supposed? To? I forgot what this was. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Jen, what?
2: I forgot what I'm supposed to Jen. do. I just That's got okay. a margarita.
0: Oh, Sweet. I'm, I'm drinking. To, I'm drinking tequila as well. So Jennifer, it's your song. When do you want to hear this?
2: Um. Uh, New Year's.
0: hmm Good answer. <laughs> that's yeah.
2: stupid. Uh, no, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. That's very specific. That's exactly what you want for a vibe. Yeah, at the start
2: yes. of something new, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. New hope, hopeful. Hopeful. I want blunt, but I want Blundstone to give me some hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neil, when do you want to hear this? I want to jump
3: in a time machine and feature it a little more at my wedding. So ah. in the mu- so in the multiverse, somewhere you're sitting. In Cabo, playing this as we walk up.
0: Ah, oh, instead of Band of Horses, okay. Well, no, okay. well, yeah,
3: yeah, or Elvis. No offense.
0: <laughs> um, I want to hear this. I mean, kind of in the same at a graduation or like a reunion party. I just I get the message is more about starting something new, but I get yeah, you're starting something new, but it's also nostalgic. Yeah, it took a long time to come, so it's like innocence. Yeah, yeah. Um so I think reunion especially, especially for someone who like graduated high my dad had his fiftieth wow. reunion the other day. Was it
2: segregated? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus. Yes. Obviously.
2: Yeah, no Neil. That's like not <laughs> a joke.
0: It, just, it was just nineteen sixties, Mississippi. Yes.
2: Oh yeah, there's separate reunions planned.
0: Well, no. I mean, oh, was, he went to his school was all white. I mean, there were still black schools. Yeah, it was pre uh, like, pre segregation. Oh, it was it was pre integration, <laughs> and then the segregation that happened after integration. This was this was before. Wow. <laughs> Damn, your dad's
2: that old? I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, he's in his seventies. Oh, uh, yeah, my dad's see him.
2: my dad's reunions. They, I mean, they have two separate. Huh. reunions. Yeah, so
0: he's from that. And they that, were integrated and everything.
2: And they've tried to they've tried to have one and nobody wanted yeah. to hang.
0: No nobody wanted to hang. Okay, well um, <laughs> speaking of reunions, why don't we uh, slip under the influence a little bit and talk about the influences of the song. Uh, Neil, why don't you get us started on this one? What do you think? What do you hear? Um, hear, Well,
3: there's many, many songs that are similar to this. And one that was featured at my wedding, um, uh, The Air That I Breathe, The Hollies. Very I was going to
1: say that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But that's more contemporary, right?
3: Oh, Yeah, no, most of mine are contemporary. (laughs) Um, In My Life, Uh, She's a Rainbow. And um, in a very... Different
0: delivery, perfect day, <laughs> Lou Reed. Ah, a little, a little low. Um, I, okay, so I'll move. I'll move in the future a little bit. Then I mean, I think. Uh, you know, Green Day has a couple songs. Oddly enough, that that this reminds me of. Hmm. Uh, maybe yes, it's the yes, nostalgic yes. feel. But uh, wake me up when September ends, and mm-hmm. even uh, the other graduation song that they have. What is that one? Um, time of our lives. Time of our yeah, lives. Yeah. Yes, time of our lives. I and, and even uh, own from that the. Arctic Monkeys came out with like basically a very heavy piano album a couple years ago, and some of the songs on that kind of remind me of this. So I would say this, and honestly, the tone of this guy's voice, and I don't, I don't say it's just like this, but it's it's a little John Mayer, <laughs> maybe maybe a little influenced by the tone of this guy's voice. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so I, I do hear that. Jen, what you got?
2: A little bit. Okay, I was gonna say Neil's thing. <laughs> Okay. So Neil stole mine, but um, he stole my Neil's song. Theme, since so. since I stole Neil's theme. song, and then he stole my influence, which I love that song. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I was gonna say a little The Turtles too.
3: Mm-hmm. Happy together,
2: like well, yeah. a little, uh, yeah, yeah. Happy together, mm-hmm. or a little like. Elenog, I think you're swell. How yeah. it's like? Yes, And yes. you
1: really do me well. those
2: songs you know every i mean basically every song i ever knew from randy jones's car
0: yeah and his it reminds you of this song his
2: cassette tapes i can't say cassette tape i had one a bit of margarita and i already can't say
0: cassette tape
2: cassette tape
0: We are under the influence, so that's a perfect yeah. time. And just going off of what both of y'all said, I mean, the production of this song makes like sets it in like stone in nineteen sixty eight. Like it's just yeah. straight up summer of love. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's not getting out of there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the summer of love. <laughs> and not getting out of there. <laughs> and not getting out of there. Now it's time we slide under the covers and discuss the covers of this song. Which there is uh, so I'll, many. No oh, Which yeah. is a lot. I'll get I'll get this started. I listened to, uh, I'm going to name four that I listened to. Uh, I listened to Dear Nora, Mm -hmm. which is like an indie rock version. It's not bad.
3: Yep. I I liked it. It sounded like a 70s garage band practicing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Basically. I mean, they they kept the lo-fi feel, which is...
3: It's a little like... But the solo sounds like the first take. Like, what are the
0: chords? (laughs) It's a sharp right there, what?
2: (laughs) It sounded like... Yeah, it wasn't very creative. it It didn't feel like um, like a couple of sisters harmonizing on a back porch.
0: I don't know. I think you have to do that with this song though, because it's like the, the musically it's just bum 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 yeah. bum. Not twinkle twinkle, but it, you know, that's kind of how he's playing. Um, he's not he's not he's not tinkling, but you know, uh, he's just
2: a little tinkling.
0: There's another band called Lowland Hum. Mm-hmm. Okay, I listened which, to that. It, that's just straight up singer songwriter, and it's a it, well, it like gets a little dramatic. The duet is the a nice is. touch, but like,
3: yeah. just because it was a good idea doesn't mean it was a great song.
2: It, <laughs> it bothered me because it doesn't modulate. Yeah, doesn't, it doesn't key doesn't change. change. What the fuck? It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it it was like so slow. You know how you know how when? Okay, this is so bad to say about my gender. But it seems like when women cover songs that are like rocking, they just are like, "I'm just gonna slow this down and just like." You know what? I got a crazy uh, idea. <laughs>
0: I got a crazy idea. Like, a I got this crazy idea
2: that <laughs> Super I'm gonna soft. slow this down. It really bothers me. It's like well, any French <laughs> singer, any French female singer, sounds exactly the same. Sorry.
0: Um. So so Saturday Night Live did these like little TikTok things this year. I don't know if y'all saw them. Probably. But, one of them, it just goes with the good, like it basically just has a TikToker and it just goes like every five seconds, and then goes to one of them. She's just like playing a ukulele. She's like
1: one <laughs> 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 and cars.
0: Oh, car That Kind of reminds me of what you were. Trying- I definitely
3: <laughs> anytime that comes on the radio, I like aggressively flip the station. <laughs> I uh, as
0: as as, aggr- as aggressively as keys, 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 or No not? keys is fine. I'm down with keys. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, oh, okay. you switch
2: that, but then, but then you'll listen to NPR whenever it switches to weird music. That's like,
1: <laughs> I have a bowl of grapes.
0: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs>
1: whatever it is, Keen
0: a bowl of, of for grapes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then OK Go, which is a band. I, I, I love their yeah, videos, yeah. but they basically do a straight up cover. I mean, it's not. yeah, fine. they but it's also fine. did a um, deviate.
3: They, did a, but it's good. they yeah. did a lo-fi version too. Um where it's Wait, just, what? I listen to that one. just guitar I it. just guitar and vocals. And the guitar is super awesome. The oh. vocals not so much. But the guitar just hearing the whole song carried on a guitar is kinda cool. Yeah. Well there and then I'm
0: gonna name one more. Kelly Willis and Bruce Robinson mm-hmm. did, you know, you always got to have a bluegrass version. And it, yeah. this song does not need to be done at a bluegrass. Nah, no, no, no. I, I heard that one.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, banjo and right harmonica now. at a church. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love
0: Jesus. We love Jesus. Jesus saves. Yeah. Uh,
2: Exa- it was exactly. No, the only one that I heard that was worse than that one. Did y'all listen okay. to one from the Beautiful South?
0: No,
3: no. Okay, that was.
1: Re- I think the name racist, tipped me though. off.
2: It was definitely recorded in like Six Flags Over Jesus. Like oh man, in the middle of nowhere. Six it was flags like over it was Jesus
3: outside Dollywood. Or,
2: yes, it was Dollywood. Uh. <laughs> church youth group but it was it was so it was the corniest thing i've ever heard i was like my butthole is still tight from being (laughs) so you're it almost sounds like you're
0: saying go listen to beautiful south yeah so everybody
2: right now on spotify go to beautiful south (laughs) this will be our year and and type in Type in Jen J E N slash twenty twenty two, and then I get fifteen percent off of their next album. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You get, you get, uh, no, you get free tickets to Six Flags Over Jesus. Uh,
1: Amen.
0: (laughs) Neil, did you listen to any other covers that we have not discussed? I did.
3: There was one by a band called Mina Birds. And it was cool because it was a lot of pedal steel. And anytime you can bring in some sweet, Ah. sweet pedal steel, it's always Mm -hmm. good. And then there was one by the Daydream Club, which was cool. Super creative, like bass heavy, heavy, um, the tempos going all over the place. And then they go into double time for like a arpeggio synth solo. So it's just it's very creative. Like it, as a whole package, it's a little wonky, but there's some cool parts.
0: We know how you like the whole package, Neil. Uh-huh. I like it wonky too. Uh, the total package, and I'm not talking uh, Lex Luger. Uh, it, <laughs> I
2: love it. I listened to all of those covers.
0: You did. And did you like I
2: listened the Daydream Club? All of those. I, I, oh, yes, I have notes from all of those covers. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Bless us. And I did listen to one cover from a band called Novi Split, which sounded like mm. Michael Bublé.
0: Oh, that who, I would have I would have gone ska with who that band name. Just
2: uh, started singing yesterday, um, <laughs> which was Others oh, will so, be Are year." It took a long time.
3: <laughs>
0: He's croon hounding so, so, Yeah. So he would be a. So you would say he would be more of a Michael Nubley. Oh, Oh, man, Josh Sharp tonight. But the
2: only one that we didn't talk talk about was my my baby boys, the Foo Fighters. Ooh,
3: I didn't hear that. They have
2: an amazing cover, if not the best cover of the song.
3: Oh, good. I will listen to that.
0: So the Foo's. They don't
2: change much, but they don't need to. It's so good. It's not on Spotify, you have to YouTube. find it on Apple Music.
0: I can bet Apple Music or you can probably tube it yeah, as well. It's always on yeah, the Tube. Yeah,
2: you can totally tube. If you want <laughs> totally to tubular. You can totally tube. <laughs> you can get it on the tubes, bro. You can tube if you want.
0: <laughs> totally tubular. <laughs> Jen, <laughs> your song, so how does the shoe fit? For this will be our year.
2: You know, it it really it just it, it fits like a new pair of shoes, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, um,
0: fresh, are we talking fresh, this, fresh
2: those, shoes, that, that fresh, that fresh, fly. fresh shoe smell,
0: you know, they're fly,
2: mm, super yeah. flaw. Okay. Um, I, we're about to move to New York and I was just told I need to glam up a bit, maybe dress less country. So, okay. um, that type of new pair of shoes is what I need. Okay. okay. City, City shoes.
1: Like
0: yeah. We're getting City Steve.
2: shoes. <laughs> Women City in New York <laughs> are glamorous.
0: Bringing the, the beautiful South to the to the Big but Apple. Even I like in a it.
2: glamorous pair of shoes, I still have like a veiny ass wide foot. Like, you know, that's <laughs> not, it's not gonna. Uh,
0: Neil shoe fitting. Fits well.
3: Fits like a tan Italian calfskin Oxford. The shoes I was wearing Ooh. at my wedding. Nice. Not, this, okay. This has a
2: lot of wedding vibes for you, Neil.
3: Well, I love yeah. the song. I love my wife. And there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs>
2: That's nice. Again. I love your wife, too. That's,
3: yeah, she's lovable.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll Makes not sense. double that statement. Whatever, triple that statement. Um, we
2: all love Neil's sh- wife.
0: Shout out, Michelle Marsh. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woo, woo. Circle back to the first pod. The, I'm going to say these fit like the uh, cheap-ass penny loafers that I wore to my high school graduation. Oh, Lord. Uh, it was right for the occasion. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe it was right for the whatever. That's what I had, but that's about it. And like you know, I, I don't really need to hear the song you, and again. And then you scurried like, off
3: to listen to some driving and crying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell, then I went to go telling stories uh, all <laughs> night uh, on the levee, drinking on the levee around the bonfire in my, in my penny loafers. That's yeah. That's what this song reminds me of. The a bonfire. Did you have next that to a catwalk?
2: And your hair was in a frat flop.
0: Oh it was my like God. long I, yeah. and a frat flop. Southern Bangs. Mm-hmm. I was flopping to the I was I was I had whiplash. Oh I my was gosh. freaking what am I throwing my do? head to the right the so JPW? much. I whip my it,
1: it, head back and forth.
0: <laughs> <It> well <laughs> on that. You inspired note, that song. Uh, I whip my hair back and forth. Yeah, I, I, you inspired Willow. I, this is your last week. Uh Jennifer Jones uh at Jen Jones on the microphones, two Ns. Uh, she is a comedian and uh, an actress. As we mentioned before, we really appreciate you doing this. Uh, as we've also said, she is a, a young, old friend of ours. Um, and, and, you know, you, it's been a joy to have you. So thank you. Yes. thank you so
2: much. This has been so fun. Yeah. I love it. I'll definitely
0: second
3: that. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to welcome you back if you'll, if you'll come back at some point. Oh,
2: thanks. That would be super great. Would love.
0: Long live the Southern flop. Long the tide. live flop. <laughs> and on that note, uh, or or until you lose your hair, obviously. Um, and on that, on that I note, mean, uh, Jen and John's cover of this will be our year. The- The cover you just heard was performed by Jennifer Jones and John Croteau. Thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram uh, under the handle at Podgave Rock. Next week is Neil's week, so Neil, what will we be discussing?
3: We're gonna check out a song by Santi Gold called LES Artistes."
1: Can't wait <laughs>